You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So, without further ado, let's hit the road! Welcome to episode 48. And on today's episode, we are going to Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe. We have a few little pit stops along the way to the Zimbabwean Great National Monument, Matoba National Park, as well as Bulawayo, which is the second biggest city in Zimbabwe. And then it's to Vic Falls, the world's largest waterfall. Although it's not the highest and it's not the widest, but it produces the most amount of water. In the rainy season, it produces 500 million cubic meters of water per minute. It's crazy. It's the most, it's absolutely stunning, obviously, as well. I had an awesome time at Victoria Falls, let me tell you. Well, we, I will. <laughs> That's the whole point of the podcast, I guess. We'll also be covering 700 miles, taking us up to 21,300 miles so far. Apologies, I'm a day late. That's the first time it's happened in 48 episodes. So yeah, sorry about that. I had a lot to do with my other business yesterday. Okay, so I guess we'll pick up where we left off in the last episode. Obviously, if this is your first episode, well, why not come along on the whole journey and start from the beginning? There is a lot of stories and adventures to be heard, that's for sure. In the last episode, I almost got swept right out of a cave that we were camping in to my death like a few hundred meters below onto sheer rock because a freak thunderstorm came and flooded the cave. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> However, I made it through again unscathed. So yeah, we left Chimani Mani National Park and we are now heading to the Zimbabwe Great National Monument, which is the biggest stone structure south of the Sahara, so like the pyramids. It's amazing. So let me just explain who we is. I met for the people in Harare, Zimbabwe, the capital of Zimbabwe, Warren, who owned a Land Rover, he had picked up three other people along the way, Oliver, Leonie, and Naomi, who are two Australian cousins, girls, and Oliver was, yeah, Kiwi guy from New Zealand. And Warren was English, and he had driven down from England and heading down to Cape Town. So he was one of the very few other people I met who did what I was doing, although he did have his own vehicle, which was very helpful. And I was loving having my kind of my own vehicle, especially as he bolted a car seat onto the roof of the Land Rover, which was awesome. So that was like my favorite. Well, that was kind of everyone's favorite seat, but I somehow managed to get that quite a lot because you could just sit up there with your legs on the, you know, stretched out on the top of the Land Rover. They fed a speaker up there, so you had tunes, you could have a beer. <laughs> have a smoke, whatever. It was awesome. And just watch Africa go by in 360. Uh, balls, And we traveled together for about two months. So at this point, 
we'd been together about, including in Harare, maybe two weeks. Okay, so yeah, so we got to the, it's a, bit, it's a mouthful, man, the Zimbabwe Great National Monument. <laughs> I'm just going to call it the monument for right now. And yeah, so it's on this big hill. And it's amazing. It dates back from the 11th century. So it was active, like people would live there from the 11th to the 15th century, and then it just got abandoned for some reason. And they reckon the ancient tribe, the Shona tribe, they were the ones that built it. And there's even rumors that the Queen of Sheba, like she lived there for a while or something like that. So that's pretty cool. Whether that's true or not, I mean, I don't know how they could uh, verify it or not, but I like to go with it. Queen of Sheba, sounds good. It's set on top of quite a steep hill, and there's just this huge, like, ellipsis, you know, circular structure of granite. Well, it's granite wall, but some some parts reach 11 meters tall. And then inside were the settlements where people lived, and they reckon that anywhere between ten and 18,000 people lived there at one point, and that's called the Great Enclosure. So, yeah, we just kind of walked around there for a little bit. I love my archaeological and historical things. So, but yeah, it was really cool walking around there. And there wasn't really many other tourists or travelers there. So we, again, had the place pretty much to ourselves, which I always love. <laughs> From there, we headed over towards Bilawayo, which is the second largest city in Zimbabwe. But there's Matapo National Park nearby. So we went there first and we ended up camping there for a couple nights from there, we went to see Montalvo Hills rock formations. Again, really old, really cool, well, rocks. <laughs> and there's also nearby ancient cave drawings. So we checked those out as well. And they date back thousands and thousands of years old. And it was amazing how still the color was still really vivid. Same kind of vibe in the pyramids. Like, it was just crazy. You know, the pyramids are, what, 3,000, over 3,000 years old? And it, it looked like they could have been painted yesterday. It's remarkable. And then from there, we just went to Bulawayo, just basically to stock up on supplies because we were doing a lot of camping because we all had our own tents. And also, I might need to remind you, if you didn't hear last week's episode, I didn't write in my journal for three months. So this is literally just for memory and a big map that I had that I drew our route on <laughs> that's it and yeah this is like 1993 so luckily I still remember some stuff fairly well others a bit vague so the next few episodes aren't going to be quite as detailed as they have been apologies but who knew I was going to use my journals 27 years later for a podcast so I'm doing my best for you <laughs> can't remember I don't think we stayed the night in Bulawayo and we just wanted to get to Victoria Falls, basically. So we headed to Vic Falls, got there late in the afternoon, managed to find a really nice campground hostel. Although we, I think we got rooms, though. We decided to treat ourselves. Because Victoria Falls is such a cool little town. And it had such a, sure it still does, had such a great vibe. Like lots of restaurants and bars and cafes and loads of great other travelers. So we just met loads of people. I'd Again, met people that I'd met, you know, coming down Africa because I was quite renowned on the old travel grapevine. <laughs> Most people, when they met me and heard my name, Tamara, they were like, oh, my God, you're the crazy Canadian chick. <laughs> We've heard about you. or we, You know, we met people who travel with you or met you here, there and everywhere. So it was pretty funny. And that basically continued. 
most of the time I was in Africa. And like I said, I was the only other, well, I was the only woman that I met that actually did this trip, like came from Europe down to Cape Town. So once we dumped our stuff in our hostel, which was also really, really close to the falls, like I don't even think it was a five minute walk to the falls. It was awesome. And you can see Victoria Falls, like the spray, the water from miles away. And there's just mini rainbows all the time as well in the falls. It's so beautiful. The locals used to call Victoria Falls the smoke that thunders, which is super appropriate (laughs) because it's very loud as well. I mean, it's two kilometers wide and it drops over 100 meters down the basalt cliff face. And then across from the falls, there's another basalt cliff face. But that on top of that is the rainforest. So that's a national park. And then you can walk out on what they call the Knife Edge Bridge and just beautiful view. I mean, you can see the the main Victoria Falls as well as the Eastern Cataract and the Boiling Pot. It's where the Zambezi River turns and heads into the Paducah Gorge. Also, another really great views are from Livingstone Island in the middle of Zambezi River or from the Devil's Pool, which is about a 500 meter pretty calm pool of water. Of course, do the standard, you know, got to take our photos in front of the falls. Because of all the spray, you're soaked pretty quickly. <laughs> Just kind of headed into town and go grab some food because they also had, they had lots of international cuisine as well, which was nice. I think we spent about four days there and just had a blast. I met so many cool people. And then at the time, there was two main activities that you could do. Whitewater raft down the Zambezi River. So kind of at the bottom of the falls, which is <laughs> pretty crazy. Or you could bungee jump. And bungee jump was fairly new in 1993. And each one was $100. I mean, I really, really wanted to do both of them. I looked at it logically and I thought, well, bungee jump will only last about 30 seconds. <laughs> I had bungee jump before in Canada. So I knew the feeling. And I had whitewater rafted as well in Canada. But, you know, not at the Zambezi, going down the Zambezi River by the Victoria Falls. And I was thinking, well, that's going to last all day. So it's kind of more value for the money. So I opted to do the whitewater rafting, but no one else wanted, like my little gang didn't want to do it with me. So I went on my own. And of course, bad organization on their part, because they put me in a raft full of just women, which is fine. But you do need to have a couple of strong people because, you know, the river has a lot of rapids, let alone all this water falling in from Victoria Falls. And also, there is crocodiles and hippos in this water. And just before I went, like literally an hour before I went, I heard that a German guy, because the rafts flip a lot, well, their raft flipped and a German guy got munched by a, a croc. Dead. So they they do lose quite a few tourists every year, either from hippos or crocodiles. But again, you know me, I was like, okay, well, let's, we just can't flip this, girls. <laughs> we got to stay in the raft, whatever we do. Like, I'm not having to go. But these were kind of really, there was maybe one other chick that was like hard like me. The rest were just too, super girly, girly, like, oh my God, I don't want to get wet. You know, those kind of girls. I was just thinking, this is no good. Like They, they should have put a couple of guys in there with us as well. Because there was three rafts you know, going out that day with the, the company I went with. Anyways, so we set sail. And 
Yeah, it was hard going, man. I mean, it was fine when it was, you know, not many rapids. But as soon as we hit the rapids, it was just turned into a shit show, to be honest. And of course, and we did almost manage to get through. But no, the last set of rapids, we hit a rock and literally flipped our raft right over. Well, I came up underneath the raft and there was no leeway. So I had no air. And you're just getting thrown around those rocks, you know, the rapids and all that stuff. Like, I just started panicking because I would go one way because I've got this heavy raft on my head. And it's black. I can't, you know, it's really dark. I can't see anything. Obviously, I'm underwater. So I kept going one way and then going, oh, that's not the way. And then going the other way. I'm just thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to drown in the Zambezi River. This is ridiculous. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Just go one way and stick with it. So I managed to, and found the rope on the side of the raft and finally was able to pull my head above water. But it was close. Like I was starting to black out. It was scary. I mean, I hadn't even thought about the crocs and hippos. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to drown with a bloody raft on my head. And of course, all girls. So they couldn't even flip the raft. So we basically just had to hold onto the raft upside down. <laughs> In the water until we got to a calmer place and we could kind of get to the edge and then everyone, get, you know, we could flip it up or we could stand up. So we managed to do that and then get back in the raft. But oh my gosh, I honestly, it was literally a few more seconds and I would have blacked out. Yet again. <laughs> I really think I have some awesome guardian angels for sure. So yeah, after the day on the raft... I mean, besides flipping, it was really cool. I mean, it was really nice. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's a, you know, bucket list experience as well. Bonus, I got to live. So <laughs> it was all good. Like I said, we were there for a few days. And one night I met a bunch of people and must have had a penchant for <laughs> New Zealand guys. Because I met this other New Zealand guy. And... We ended up just getting, oh my God, so drunk, doing shots and beers and all that stuff. And then we got the bright idea that we were going to go see, you know, the Victoria Falls at nighttime, which is fine. You can do that. But what you shouldn't do <laughs> is decide to climb the fence into the park where there's wildlife, let alone you're on the edge of the falls. You know, there's lots of really tall grass and, you know, vegetation. So it's obviously very, very green, right? And we go to the edge of the falls, and it's very, very wet, very slippery, and start making out. Next thing I know, my legs are hanging over the edge of the falls. You know, it's a 100-meter drop. I'm like, dude, man, like, we got to, whoa, we got to back up. It's so slippery. Honestly, how I didn't end up falling over, I do not know. I was definitely pushing my luck in this little stretch the last few weeks, I tell you. But, so we backed up a bit and then just watched the falls at night. And it was absolutely beautiful. And we even saw a lunar rainbow. It was amazing. I'd never seen that before. So that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, like I said, had an awesome time in the fall. <laughs> awesome time at Victoria Falls. Somehow still survived. I highly recommend it. And nowadays they have so many more activities that you can do. I mean, one of my few regrets on this trip is I should have just found the money and splashed out and did the bungee jump as well. But I I really only had a couple hundred bucks left. <laughs> and 
I already have put some money in my credit card. So, yeah. I mean, I probably made the right choice choosing one or the other because, you know, it was like a whole day experience and you got lunch and everything with the white rod rafting. But, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have done both of them. So I think that's about it for this episode. They are going to be shorter because <laughs> I have less info to go on. <laughs> but, of course, before we go, and now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. So tip number one, I would also recommend definitely checking out the Zimbabwe Great National Monument. It is amazing. And it's only $15 and it's about two hours from Harare or 30 minutes from the closest town, which is called Misfingo. So you can stay in Misfingo and then just go out there for you know, a few hours. But definitely check it out. Tip number two is for Bulawayo. Like I said, we didn't spend a lot of time there, but it is great for, you know, restocking your supplies, especially if you're backpacking or have your own vehicle, as well as it's basically any train you took will probably go through Bulawayo. So it's a, it's a really big hub for the trains and the trains are really good in Zimbabwe as well. And another great thing is you can leave your luggage at the train station. And, you know, if you want to just have a day out in Bulawayo or check out Matoba National Park and go see those rock formations as well as the ancient cave paintings. Yeah, Bulawayo is more, I mean, besides that, there's not a lot to do there. I mean, it's, you know, typical big city, but, you know, nearby stuff is really cool. And also I'd recommend if you were taking the trains to get the night train from Bulawayo to Victoria Falls, the, the sleeper apparently is really good. Okay, and tip number three is for Victoria Falls, of course. So you can stay on the Zambia side or the Zimbabwe side. So Zimbabwe is called Victoria Falls, the town. And then just across the river is Livingstone. So it's totally up to you which side you want to stay on. I mean, we, we did go to Livingstone as well. And then accommodation. I mean, it totally depends on your budget and how far you want to be to the falls. I mean, think they are loud <laughs> and there's lots of local transport or it's really easy to walk. You know, you might want to not stay too close to it if you're a light sleeper. But yeah, you're looking, I mean, they have camping, they have, you know, luxury hotels, they have safari lodges, which are maybe half an hour to an hour outside. So, you, you know, we could come to the big falls for the day, but it's pretty much anywhere from $20 a night to, you know, over two, three, four, five hundred dollars $500 a night, depending on budget. There's so much more to do there now. I mean, I'd probably be there for a week or two. <laughs> Because I love all the stuff that they got going on now. And whitewater rafting, it's only $20 more than when I went. It's crazy. So it's $120. And that's for the day out. And then they also now have a gorge swing, which is $100. A zip line, which is $80. Or you can do a canopy tour, which is $61. And the bungee jump is still there. And yeah, it's a 111 meter drop. And that is $160 now. And you can do high-speed jets down the Zambezi River for 100 bucks, And you can even do helicopter rides. I would so do that. It's on my bucket list. I still haven't gone up in a helicopter, which is really annoying. But if you want to do it there over the falls, which would be awesome, for 12 to 13 minutes, it's $150. And for 25 minutes, it's $284. So basically, <laughs> bring your credit cards. <laughs> There's lots to do at Big Falls. And you, you could also go to the nearby Chobe National Park. And for a day trip, it's $170 if you're based in Epic Falls. Or if you want to have one day, one night, it's $225. Bucks. 
if you, you know, a little bit more chill and not an adrenaline junkie like myself, then you can do nice, easy river cruises between 30 to $85. Again, it depends on your budget. And they also offer sunset and dinner cruises from about $75 up. So yes, plenty for a little town. There is plenty to do there. So next week, we're leaving Vic Falls, going to Zambia, literally dipping into Botswana, and then driving through the Caprivi Strip to Namibia. So stay tuned and make sure you subscribe. And next episode will be out on Thursday, is the plan anyways. <laughs> okay, of course, you can check out the website, mainroadtravel.com for any more info. Okay, until then, safe travels, one road at a time.